I really believe if you took away the omnipresence of Christ, the exalted Christ, and if he was confined, say, to his earthly body like he was, and he traveled, that he would be greatly saddened as he looked for people who were worshiping him in truth and in their spirit. I'm not sure he'd find it in the great cathedrals. I know where he wouldn't find it, but may he find it in our hearts. May we make him great. Today on the Songtime Broadcast, we wrap up our week-long study here in The Magnificent, the Song of Mary, which really depicts how our own hearts ought to be excited and celebrating this holiday season as we worship our Savior. Stay tuned for that message. But first, we're joined once again by Steph Williams as we think very hard about how to convey the seriousness and the, the meaning of Christmas to those youngest minds in our households. The many voices are coming together for that one message. I'm your host, Adam Miller. You're listening to Songtime Radio. Brother, let me tell you why I can't stop singing. The Lord has come. Sister, let me tell you why the bells are ringing. The Lord has come On this day in Bethlehem There's a king in a manger No room in the inn The wise men seek him The shepherds too Born for me and you Come on, join the angels Singing glory to God in the highest Join the angels Shouting peace on earth Goodwill to me It's been a long time coming But he's the one we waited for, yeah so join the angels and praise the Lord. Oh, brother, if you're carrying a heavy burden, lay it down. And sister, is your heart tired of all this hurting? Well, go on and lay it down. On this day in Bethlehem, there's a king in a manger, no room in the inn. Bringing hope to the poor, strength to the weak, he's come to set us free. Come on, join the angels, singing glory to God in the highest. Join the angels, shouting peace on earth, goodwill to me. It's been a long time coming, but he's the one we waited for, yeah. So join the and praise the Lord Oh 
Every day I am driving to my church, I drive past this library that is often advertising on the the big sign outdoors, programs that they're offering or uh, events that they're holding inside the library. Um, on on more than more often than not, what they're advertising is something that is vastly contrary to the Word of God and really, in many ways, antagonistic towards Christianity. It surprises me, but it really shouldn't because what we're seeing more and more in the days that we're living is that the world is turning on Christianity. And in fact, if we are not careful and conscientious, uh, they will capture the mind and the hearts of the next generation uh, just simply with their narrative and their in-your-face persona. They have already captured the way of, of getting their attention, uh, and getting their desires, and to, to really entertain them in such a way that, that draws them back in for more and more. Christians, in many ways, have failed to attract children because we're so focused on dispensing the truth of the gospel in them that we're not showing them unique ways to understand the gospel. Well, not so of our guest today, as we're joined once again by Steph Williams, who's written an amazing amazing, attractive, and well-written children's book called The Christmas Surprise. In her endeavor, she is trying to convey the truth of the gospel without compromising on the message, but also conveying it in a beautiful and attractive manner so that your kids will want to read this book or want you to read it to them. Steph, we are living in some challenging days, and I think a lot of parents are looking for substitute to what the world is offering, but it's harder and harder as we go. As you know, there are so many programs out there that are really uh, financed to the gills on how to target children. It's hard for parents to find good content that is actually supplementing that with the foundation of our faith in the gospel. Yeah, that's definitely true. We've had that issue with a lot of the books that are written as well. You have to kind of read them to check what worldview is coming across and different elements of them that um, are challenging things we might believe um, and challenging a biblical view of things. So we do have to work a lot harder, I think, and kind of checking things out that our kids are going to read. Um, yeah, and trying to find Christian authors and Christian input to balance out what they're receiving from the rest of the world. So I think it's really important to kind of keep the conversation open with your children and be talking to them, be reading the things they're reading and um, having conversations about them and giving them the other view and argument for why some things might not be true um, so they understand that. Um, and it's not just the, the wrong things that, are, that they're hearing all the time. For any of our parents or grandparents that are thinking it's it's almost impossible to counter what they're already receiving in the world, what advice do you have for them? With, with your book here, which is beautifully written, beautifully illustrated, uh, and beautifully crafted in a, in a way that's going to capture the imagination of children, what sort of advice do you have for them about what's actually available for them out there? I know your resources, this is a series of books, not just one. Um, there are others that are being written. What advice do you have for our listeners on how to actually build a library that their kids can actually learn from in a biblical way? Yeah, I think it, that's really important. And um, Good Book Company have also produced a really great series for older kids as well. So I think just checking out the websites of some of these publishers. Um, we also, in our church, we have a parents WhatsApp group. And you can recommend things to each other that your family have enjoyed. 
um, and that's a really great way to help find really good resources. Um, it's just important, I think, to to give some time to kind of looking for things like that and be willing to invest invest in buying those materials. Um, you know, we've seen a massive impact that just having individual Bible notes has had on our eldest son, and he's been reading them on his own, like praying on his own and thinking about the impact of those Bible verses on himself. And he's really changed over the last few years. It's really had a big impact on him. So it's a small thing, but something you don't want to miss out on really for your kids, I think. So it's worth kind of looking for those things that will help them and help them have a real relationship with God on their own, where they're really relating to God on the, and praying to God. And um, yeah, you just can't really underestimate, I suppose, the value of finding good, well-written things that will engage them and, and, and help them as they grow they grow mm. older. Yeah. We've been talking with Steph Williams about her book. It's called The Christmas Surprise. And it's a book designed for children and young souls, eternal souls that will last forever that we want to invest in. And it's never too early to start. This is an excellent resource. It's a part of a series of books that you can uh, grab a whole set and uh, share them, maybe even as a Christmas gift this year with a child or a grandchild. Uh, You will not be disappointed. It will capture their imagination, their hearts, and uh, it will really capture their soul as well. So, uh, Steph, thank you so much for this book, uh, for the whole series, and what you're doing to to invest in children. And thank you for being a part of the many voices for that one message. Many thanks. It's been a pleasure to, to talk to you. Well, this book definitely sets the record for the shortest book that I've ever had to interview here on the Songtime broadcast. But uh, the, the shortness of this book does not... Uh, in any way diminish the seriousness or the the gravity or even the weight of this book, especially as we think about how to convey the gospel to the youngest minds in our homes and in our churches. This is a great resource and one that I would strongly encourage you to find out more information. Give us a call 508-362-7070 and ask about Steph Williams and the Christmas Surprise. Again, our number is 508-362-7070. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com, where in fact, you can make a safe and secure donation online because this ministry is 100% supported by you, our listeners. It's just a nice way for you to say, especially here at the end of the year, that you've been listening, that you've been encouraged, and that you want to see this ministry carried on through another year. In fact, without your support, Songtime will not be able to continue. I don't want to cause any alarm bells to go off, but the truth is, we are fully financed by our listeners, and if we don't get the support, that means we have to change our budget, and that might cost us some stations that we would love to be on. So, would you be a blessing to us? If you have been encouraged, please write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. It's 508 362 
508-362-7070. That's 508-362-7070. Or visit our website at songtime.com. Well, today we are wrapping up our week-long study looking at the Song of Mary called the Magnificat. As we look at this expression of joy and worship and gladness as Mary continues to un- unpack this amazing truth that is before her. It, does, it hits her in waves. It doesn't hit her all at once. The reality that she is going to be the mother of the Son of God. This song really depicts for us what true worship should look like, especially during this holiday season. In this continued study, Kent Hughes unpacks for us how we ought to frame our worship at Christmas time. Here is Kent Hughes. A very personal reason that she enlarges the Lord is she sings the three divine perfections in verses 49 and 50. They are His might, His holiness, and His mercy. Might, holiness, and mercy. Hear them in these words. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. She had experienced His mighty power when she was overshadowed by the Spirit, and she conceived. Prophetically, the one that she carried in the womb, according to Isaiah uh, 9-6, is mighty God. That's what's in her womb. So her confession here of the Mighty One is an anticipation of the gospel principle that there is great power in the gospel, that what is impossible with men is possible with God. He has done mighty things. He has done great things for me, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Raw power. She celebrates the power of the gospel. Next, She was the first to know the Son of God that she bore was the Holy One because of what Gabriel had said. And so she says here in her song, Holy is His name. Do you know that when we go to the great passage in Isaiah 6 and we see the Lord exalted and lifted up with the seraphim praising him, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. They were really talking about Jesus. You can, you can read it in John 12, 41. It's about Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Her experience of conception The experience of life within her reacquainted her with the holiness of God, even as the experience of new life within us does the same. And then the final, finally, God's mercy. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. It goes on and on and on. John Donne, preaching in St. Paul's on Christmas what, 300 and some years ago, uh, said this about his mercy. God's mercy hath no relation to time, no limitation in time. Whom God loves, he loves to the end, and not only to their end, to their death, but to his end, that is, to God's end. 
And God's end is that he might love them still. He says it goes on and on and on and on in mercy. So she celebrates those divine perfections. Awesome power. There's a visit that's come to her. Transcendent holiness. And mercy that never ends. Her soul is magnifying the Lord. He's come to her in her humble estate. In her need. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. For this we magnify him. Mary enlarges the Lord because all generations will call her blessed. Blessed and holy are those who take part in the first resurrection. Blessed is the woman who nursed you. But Jesus says, blessed are those who hear my word and believe my word and follow. And then the power and the holiness and mercy that are all, all hers. I really believe that this Christmas, if you took away the omnipresence of Christ, the exalted Christ, and if he was confined, say, to his earthly body like he was, and he traveled around, that he would be greatly, greatly saddened as he looked for people who were worshiping him in truth and in their spirit with everything engaged, all of their heart, making him great. I'm not sure he'd find it in the great cathedrals. I'm not sure he'd find it in Christmas Eve in St. Paul's. I know where he wouldn't find it. But may he find it in our hearts. May we make him great. May our souls be enlarged. What is it that moves you, captures your heart, captures your attention? Earlier in the broadcast, we talked about how to capture the attention of the youngest minds in your home, in your household, in your church. Little children um, are so easily caught up with all the things that are most flashy and the most beautiful and the most attractive. And uh, especially if you put it on a screen, they will be glued in. But but we're just as difficult to keep our minds fixed on the things we ought to be fixed on. In fact, uh, we're just as enticed by screens as we pass them. But the question is, how are you in, in enthralled during this holiday season? What is it that captures your heart and moves you and gives you that sense of, of real joy, peace, and, and love, and happiness? I hope that it's the gospel. There are many other things that can supplement that sort of feeling, but once you get past Christmas, you might find yourself in the holiday blues. As, as we get past Christmas, it's harder to maintain those spirits of excitement because the parties have all ended, the, the celebrations have all wrapped up, the toys have already lost their glisten and appeal. But when it comes to truly understanding the meaning of Christmas, that is a spirit we can carry on all year long. Let me encourage you as you go into all of the different aspects of your celebration this Advent and Christmas season to remember to keep this central thing the main thing, to make worship and your priority of giving God praise and glory for the gift of his Son. And in your own heart, to be drawn with hope and anticipation to the promise of his return. He's promised he's coming back, 
And that is a promise that we should be looking forward to. We should be longing for. We should be anticipating every single day. And Advent, leading up to Christmas, is designed to teach and prepare our hearts to anticipate his coming return. If we have been able to be a blessing in your life, I hope that you will be a blessing in other people's lives. And one of the ways that you can do that is by supporting the ministry here at Songtime. As you support our work, we're able to continue to spread the gospel message throughout the airwaves and throughout our website. And without your support, that starts to close in. So if you want others to be blessed, others to be encouraged by the gospel message, consider giving back to the Songtime ministry. Help us in our mission to make the gospel known and to call people to the true meaning of Christmas as we celebrate and worship the God of creation and our Savior of the world. If you have been encouraged, if you have been personally blessed, let us know. Write to us with your end-of-the-year donation to Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. That's 508-362-7070. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com or look us up on social media. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime and our own founder, Dr. John DeBrine, who has always encouraged you to grow in grace so that you won't groan in disgrace, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse, Luke 2:14. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. <laughs>